The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you as we continue our look at Super Wildcard Weekend. Let's get to the Rams and the Lions. Currently, Detroit's a three-point favorite at home with a total of 51.5. However, the Rams plus three is one of the more bet-on teams per BetMGM insights by the public. Now, when we look at the injury report, Sam Laporta is a DNP there is optimism, apparently, that he will play. I don't know if I buy into it, but, you know, it's been expressed. Khalif Raymond, Jerry Jacobs also out, not practicing on Thursday. So, Joe, what do you make of this contest? Yeah, he's not playing. There's no doubt about it. He's not playing. This is just a, an attempt at gamesmanship. Okay, I, nobody's buying into this at all. Um, look, the Rams are a public dog. I hate public dogs. It's like, what are you going to do here? But the more I look at this game, I'm like, okay, where where do the Lions have the, the big edge? Everybody's going to talk about McVay, Goff, Stafford, Lions. We'll get into that as well. But the biggest reason is you could make an argument that the Rams are the hottest team in the NFL. Don't even look at last week. That was that was a bye week for most of their stars. They didn't care about it. Uh, McVay, unlike Campbell, which is interesting, they took completely different approaches to last weekend. McVay's like, we're in. It's going to be one of these two spots. Fine with it. There isn't great upside to put my stars at risk, you know, for a for a run to possibly the Super Bowl. It's not worth it. Campbell felt differently. I think we know which guy was right. The reason this is one of the hottest teams in the NFL is because they've won seven of eight games since the bye week. Another reason it's one of the hottest teams in the NFL is the offense is on fire, and it hasn't stopped over the last couple of months. 
in six straight games, when they've got their guys out there, they've scored 26 or more, you know, and they're facing good defenses. This isn't like, oh, look at the division they reside in. They're they're facing weak teams, bad quarterbacks, bunch of backups here, a quarterback three here, whatever. No, no, no. I mean, they're facing good defenses. Cleveland, uh, they scored on Baltimore, pushing that game on the road to overtime and putting up 30-plus. Uh, they did it to New Orleans as well. So I understand being concerned about the public dog, but there's good reason. The reason they're so popular is because we're, we're like lining up all of these situations. And also, I don't believe in Detroit's defense at all. And now they're missing one of their main weapons on offense. And you look at McVay versus Campbell. Look at the quarterback matchup. I don't care. Golf playing indoors, outdoors. Doesn't matter to me when he's going to get Stafford against a weaker defense inside. I still like the Rams plus three guys, and I think the Rams are going to win. Wow. Well, someone's got to do the Lions stuff, and that'll be me. The Lions have been waiting a long, long, long time to host a playoff game. I think it's going to be an awesome atmosphere, and I think Dan Campbell and crew rise to the occasion. Uh, I could see why the Rams are, you know, the public dog here, but also the Rams' defense is not very good. 20th in passing yards allowed per game. They're better at stopping the run than they are the pass. The Rams rank 12th in rushing yards allowed per game, but... I still like, uh, I think Amon Ra is going to go over 87 and a half. I think this is a good opportunity for him. I'll be all over Amon Ra in this one, Um, but I'll back the Lions. I know a lot of people aren't. They think maybe they'll, you know, (laughs) falter here (laughs) against this hot Rams team, but I'm going to back them and say this year is different. Um, And hopefully they do, you know, rise to the occasion. I think generally speaking, and I'm oversimplifying here when we're looking at those defenses, I think they kind of cancel each other out. I do agree with you in that front, Aaron, that like the Rams defense outside of Aaron Donald and Kobe, like there hasn't been a whole lot to be hopeful for. Uh, Detroit's defense has been abysmal as well. So if they're canceling each other out, then the question is, okay, where's the quarterback advantage? Who has that edge here in this ballgame? And that's something that I want to talk about here, uh, specifically when it comes to who will rise to the occasion in the playoffs now that we are here. And let me first Mm -hmm. preface this research by saying playoff games should largely not be treated any differently than regular season games. There's not some, say, supernatural force out there coming in and making the playoffs a different sport altogether. But what I will buy into is this idea that everybody's played 17 games already and everybody's worn out. They are exhausted. Football is tough. So who can rise to the occasion now that these games matter more and you're having to fight through, you know, fatigue and injury and all of that stuff. That to me, I think matters a great deal. So what I wanted to do was some quarterbacks do perform better over the course of time. That's what I wanted to look into. And so when it comes to figuring out, okay, which quarterbacks can we can we rely upon come playoff time, I wanted to look at an all-encompassing metric. And so I'm using CPA or EPA CPOE composite to evaluate quarterback play. And among those in this season's playoffs, the top five gunslingers in terms of regular season EPA CPOE composite are Brock Purdy at number one, 
because his numbers, his metrics have been unbelievable all season long. Then mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Allen. These are the top five guys in terms of how they have performed. And you look at their career numbers and regular season numbers, they have been spectacular. So the next step in terms of looking at how much better or worse these quarterbacks perform in the playoffs, knowing full well we will get some examples of small sample size theater, I wanted to look at those differences and then power rank uh, the quarterbacks with playoff experience. And so the top five ascenders from regular season EPA, CPOE composite for their careers versus the playoffs, we look at that difference, we see that the number one biggest ascender is Matt Stafford here. Number two, Brock Purdy. Yes, he doesn't have that much playoff experience. He doesn't have that much football experience in general, but that also matters here. So we take a look at the next graphic. Uh, Number three, Baker Mayfield. Number four, Joe Flacco. And then number five, Josh Allen. These are the five biggest ascenders in terms of their regular season numbers compared with their playoff numbers all time in their careers. So the next Mm -hmm. thing we need to do is look at the bottom five in this difference. This also matters. When we look at that, we see that at number six, we've got Pat Mahomes. It's a, you know, a minuscule difference. So, you know, it doesn't matter all that much. Then we get to Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff and then Lamar Jackson. Now, specifically when it comes to Jackson, who's at the bottom of this list, uh, it doesn't matter all that much because we don't we, we don't need to magnify small sample sizes. And I think for those guys in the middle of the pack, where they're slightly better or slightly worse, to me, it doesn't matter all that much. I'm looking for outliers and I'm looking for key matchups. And what we see here is Matt Stafford is number one in terms of getting better come playoff time. And Jared Goff is way, way worse. I look at that matchup and I go, Matt Stafford will be ready for the playoffs. I don't know if we can say the same thing about Jared Goff, regardless of everything else. We might believe there's a coaching mismatch with Sean McVay and, you know, play design, play calling, all of that stuff. Receivers, maybe the Rams have the advantage there with Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup who was part of an MVP conversation just a couple of years ago. (laughs) All of these things are pointing in one particular direction, Joe. This leads me to believe that the Rams can cover the plus three and win outright based upon what Matt Stafford can do come playoff time. And these numbers are based off of previous performance with different players. This is, is this not the best group of weapons that Stafford's had? when he's in the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? Like oh, he hasn't had sure. a better one, two combination. Is this the best running back he's had too? Like you could make that argument the way that Kyron Williams is going right now. <sighs> yeah. Everything's lining up for the Rams. I'm just trying to figure out how do we get to the lions minus three um, publicly? It seems like there's so much support for the Rams. I'm a little surprised it hasn't come off the three. Maybe it's because we started at three and a half, but if this momentum continues, I wonder if this drops to two and a half. It probably will. I mean, I haven't heard many cases for people backing the Lions. Or maybe I'm just not listening to to enough. Mm -hmm. 
programs, but I haven't listened to many Lions backers. So it is hard to make the case. And the Rams have a great story. It's impressive what Sean McVay has done with this roster as well. Um, so many good storylines in this one, too. So I mean, so they're going to have gonna like the Lions, but I don't love it, to be honest. It's was, scary. I'm thinking about that scene there. Like Barry Sanders is going to be there, right? They'll bring in. I think they made up. They'll bring in Megatron. I'm sure. Um, Wayne Fonts is still alive. Like he was the coach last time they they did this, right? The, won a division. So, I mean, it's going to be a scene. That's it a great be. trivia question. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, he he's still going, man. 83 years old. Right. I was like. Who's still in the Ford family? No. Bring them out too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's what it's going to be, but uh, it's going to be a fun one. I, th- I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, at least I, I hope so. It, and, you know, yeah, the total says there's going to be scoring. There is the potential for the shootout. <sighs> but, yeah, I mean, just the coaching matchup too. G- give me the Rams side. There's a lot lining up on that side for me, and that's why that's why everybody's there. I get it. Anybody looking at props? specific props that they want to do anything with yeah yes. i raw over 87 and a half he's gone over that 11 times so i do like that one against this Rams yeah, defense. You would, yeah. i do love that against this rams passing defense i was like is there another detroit option outside of that now with mm. uh laporta likely being out you could take a flyer on brock Wright touchdown because the rams have allowed the six most yards to tight ends and eight touchdowns so that's the that's the isaiah likely case you know for, mm. for brock Wright there in place of like sam that. laporta uh detroit the number two run defense over the final six weeks of the season a big number on kyron williams do you dare go under 82 and a half uh especially if this turns into a shootout more of a passing game uh, and if it's back and forth in a close game and it's not a, you know, second half run the ball to seal it sort of deal for the Rams, maybe he doesn't get there. And then back to Amon Ra, like, is there another option in the Lions passing game at yeah. a low number? Khalif Raymond so, is out. Well, he has not been practicing Sam Laporta out. Do we dare go with like a Josh Reynolds at 28 and a half? He was very involved in the passing game early in the season. First five games yeah. of the season, he went for 50-plus every game. Not really the case recently. Uh, 28.5 is a super low number if he's looking. If Jared Goff is looking for another target. You could play like a 50-plus, a 60-plus. But like Goff, I'm definitely playing his over of 258.5. I believe most places it's gone up to 260.5. Thinking could be of a all the, game. Of all the receivers, Josh Reynolds had the highest snap percentage on Detroit, 88%. He's out there for 50 snaps, 50 snaps a week 17, 47 snaps a week 16. He's going to be out there. And you would think he yep. gets the opportunities. It's going to go somewhere. It doesn't mean it goes to the backup tight end that ends up starting. I would think it's Reynolds, and and it's a number that, that you're more willing to buy into, right? Like if you're – if you're like what, you would think that the Rams are going to be focused on St. Brown. Like that's got to be the gotta big be. concern. Sure. So. So then maybe it opens things up for Reynolds and his number, geez, 28 and a half. That's what I'm saying. Come on. Come on. Two and a half. Does, you can it get open some... it, does it open it up for Reynolds or Jameer Gibbs as a pass catcher? 
because he's been incorporated a little bit more. Like, I wonder if that's the route taken where, all right, you got this first round guy. I know he's a running back, but you can also catch a bunch of balls as well. That might be the one who sort of is the game changer or game breaker if the Lions do happen. They haven't yep. used him much in that regard recently. Uh, you got to go back to like November and the end of October when he was doing that more. Yeah. So it's a little scary. What's the number at? Well, the situation's different, right? 19 and a half only for strictly yeah. receiving. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to go rushing and receiving, 75 and a half. I don't know if this matters to you guys. Rams second fewest passing or receiving yards allowed to running backs in the entire NFL. That's so pretty interesting. I don't know if that means people just don't hmm. do it to them or that they take it away. And sure. you know they they face Christian McCaffrey twice a season. So yeah, it's not like teams don't have that opportunity. That's a good point. Them. That's a really good point. Although they didn't this year, like it was just the one time because the second oh, time true. was uh, Week true. 18. So so there is that. But is I, is this going to be the best game of the weekend? Yes. Oh boy. Well, the Packers Cowboys. Too. I think, I think Packers, Sunday, yeah. Sunday from like four o'clock to ten o'clock is awesome. going to be great. Like strong. Yep. Yeah. What What yes. is best? That would be my question. Like, could it be the highest scoring? Perhaps. Could it be the closest? I could see that. I, but Both. I wonder if there's, like, some element right. where we're like, oh, wow, these defensive lapses are terrible. Like, a lot of missed tackles or something like that. That'd be what I'd be worried mm-hmm. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the world stops on a dime. It's the two-minute drill right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. BetQL Daily Two-Minute Drill. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth with you. It is two-minute drill time, and to guide us on this journey is none other than our fearless leader and the man who will be shoveling snow for the next 48 hours, Paul Aspen. I do feel like I will be making a trip outside in about uh, 45 minutes, so looking forward to that. Uh, but You've got to do that? You, you don't the, have somebody? They don't send get, somebody you over? You get the first one in, and then you're good. And then it's like it's on everyone else. So How many people are in your that's building? That's my strategy. How many, uh, how many building units? Oh, it's just three. yeah, it's a, one it's rotation. Yeah. Is, is there somebody who you you and Mush are talking about, like, you know what? It's time for them to do something. They need to step up. There's got to be somebody that doesn't do it ever. Sometimes. Okay. I got you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. So let's start with the leaders for wildcard weekend. Uh, So we've done this for every Sunday game, but this is the entire weekend. Um, So we've done it throughout the season, but passing yards, uh, receiving yards, we'll just bundle them all together. Uh, throw your favorite looks for each category as we go around. Passing yards, Dak Prescott is your favorite at plus 450. CD Lamb is your receiving yards favorite at plus 330. And your rushing favorite is Kyron Williams at plus 250. Again, just this weekend, who leads all these stat categories? Joe, we'll start with you. All right. 
for wild card weekend leaders, I made a case earlier in the week with Baker, but he's not practicing right now. It's a great matchup for them, but I have a tough time trusting him. Uh, the one the one game where I'm sold is being the shootout. We talked about it. It's that Green Bay Dallas game. So love at plus nine fifty presents value for me uh, for rushing leader and same range for I'm uh, rather for passing leader. Same range for rushing leader actually because I see Cook. At nine to one in those elements, I expect Buffalo to be playing from out in front. Like I like that. Uh, Amari Cooper at eleven to one is a strong look. It sounds like mm. he's going to be out there. And you guys talked me into this. I, I mentioned Baker, but maybe it's easier just go to receiver. Consider Evans, but the more I think about it, you guys are right. Like Godwin's the guy probably more likely to get go crazy on the yardage, and maybe Evans is a re- the red zone guy. But the Godwin number is too good to pass up in this matchup. 45 to 1. Good grief. Hmm. Love it. All right. I'll start with quarterback. I think playoff Pat will be back. I've got some confidence in him. And you can find Pat Mahomes at plus 850. So I think Patrick Mahomes will... uh, step up and find Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, and have a big day. For running back, um, you probably know where I'm going. The Cowboys and Tony Pollard. Green Bay gives up a lot of rushing yards. We talked about how bad Joe Barry is, so Pollard to have a big game at 11-1. to And the Lions stuff? Yes, the Lions. If I'm going to pick them to cover, Amon Ra is going off. I think he'll have a big day, 100-plus yards, plus 550 to be your weekly leader. I am biased toward controlled environments and controlled climates being here in lovely Southern California. So in that respect, I can only look at Rams, Lions, and Cowboys, Packers uh, for weekly leaders uh, from those two games. So the highest total is Rams, Lions. So Jared Goff with game script could be the passing leader. Wouldn't be surprised Mm. if Jordan Love is the passing leader either. I know they want to run the ball. I get it. But if they're playing from behind massively, you will have to throw a good bit. So that'll be intriguing. Amari Cooper, 11-1 to 1 as the receiving leader. Uh, you know, that might be my one look outside of everything. Texans struggling with outside runs and game scripts, so that might be okay. And then, as far as rushing is concerned, yeah, Tony Pollard makes a whole lot of sense. But Aaron Jones, if he's healthy enough, could also be an impact player. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, if he does run a ton, uh, gets out into open space, that also might be a good look, too. Couple I'll just add before we move on. Mostert, most rushing yards against that weak Chiefs running defense at eleven to one. Uh in Joku, what if it's a him game instead of Cooper? Uh Godwin, I've also got Dallas Goddard against a defense that has been really bad against tight ends at a hundred. Could be a sprinkle as well. All right, let's move on to the playoff leaders. So where are you guys looking in this market? Joe, we'll start with you. All right. Um, look, if there's a team playing this weekend that I like to make a run to the Super Bowl, meaning they're going to play every weekend, you've got to focus on those players. So I, it's not one that I'm really targeting, but Josh Allen, 4-1, to one, I guess I would look there. But I find uh, more value elsewhere. Uh, as far as rushing goes, boy, I mean, this is Paul's favorite bet. And I know it dropped to 35-1 to one at one spot, but if you look elsewhere, you can find a 50 still. Josh Allen to be a rushing leader is a decent look. If you believe the Rams are going to make a run, there are some enticing numbers on their players. Kyron is 13 to one for rushing leader. 
And if you if you go receiving leader, I mean, if you want to bet both, I don't think that's insane. Um, let's see. So if you go with Cooper Cup, I see a 50 out there. And Puka looks like a 30. I mean, hey, they're going to be playing this weekend. If you think they're going to win, and there's a path for them, um, maybe they're the team that has the best chance of beating San Francisco on the NFC side. If you're a Rams believer, you, sh- you probably should take a shot with one of those. All right. I'm going to a guy who already has a Super Bowl ring. Yep, he's one of three quarterbacks in this year's playoffs with a Super Bowl ring and one of two with a Super Bowl MVP already. And, of course, I'm talking about old man Joe Flacco at 35-1. to I'm going to rely on the veteran experience and that defense, and I think you're getting some really good value on a guy who's 10-5 and as a starter in the playoffs in his career. Of course, that was with the Ravens, um, but uh, I just like the value there with Joe Flacco. You know, when it comes to, like, most receiving touchdowns, I care less about the actual number of scores, more about who's getting the targets. And when it comes to red zone targets, got to go back to the Cowboys here. CeeDee Lamb leads the way, Jake Ferguson, Tyreek Hill rounding out the top three. But Ferguson is 20-1 to as far as getting that. And it's possible that the Cowboys go farther than the Dolphins in these playoffs. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Jake Ferguson gets targeted a lot in the end zone in short yardage situations. So to me, there's some value there. Same but different. Chiefs make a run. Travis Kelsey, most receiving touchdowns, is 20-1. to And where else Mm. is Patrick Mahomes going to look in the red zone? So throw that out mm-hmm. there. Bills, yeah. Dalton Kincaid. If it, I mean, this week you could hmm. probably wait because this weekend the conditions, but if he turns into a Dawson Knox in the past, uh, 41 most recept- receiving touchdowns, 101 most receiving yards could be interesting as well. All right. So let's continue on here. So we've got, we'll skip the Super Bowl MVP long shot because we talked about those. We'll come back to those. So we've got these prop bets. So I'm going to, Playoff pick'em contest. It's weighted. It's kind of survivor-ish. Top thirty percent move on after each week, but you pick a side and total. Those are worth five points for a side, three points for a total, and then a, a point each for these props. So we'll run through them quickly around the horn, uh, and we'll just same order. Uh, Joe, Aaron, Ed, Tyreek over under eighty six and a half. Over eighty six and a half. Mm. I'll say under. Screen game is where Tyreek Hill will shine against this Chiefs defense. I'm going over. When, when they were overseas, we talked so much about the revenge factor. Nobody's talking about it in this game. Right? That's a good point. It's weird. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I totally is forgot it possible about that. that? Is it possible that if the Dolphins are leading in the fourth quarter, uh, maybe the game is salted away that maybe Hill gets some garbage receptions and yards? Like, should we put that into our mix here? With Daniel. I could see him doing that. Totally good. Yeah. Uh, All right, moving on. James Cook, over under 87 and a half rushing plus receiving yards. I don't know that any of it happens via the air, but Cook, I mean, Yeah. yeah. Over. Over. Over on Cook's props. So, over on this one, too. Yeah. Give me the over on Cook. 
I might go under just because Allen might target his tight ends just a little bit more in a game like this. And I'm expecting the Steelers to at least keep the, keep this competitive. I don't know if the running opportunities are going to be there uh, just as much as they normally should be, despite the weather. I'm going to go under. All right. Moving on. Dak in a game we keep talking about being an up and down affair over under 277 and a half passing yards is the number. Man, Paul picked all these props where I like the over. I, I didn't pick them. <laughs> I didn't pick them oh, during oh, the contest. Oh, oh, these were. Yeah, I have to pick Some these. Some of these are random. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are... I hate it, but I'd go over again. I would want to go under, especially since it's a contest. But I'm I'm over on that since I think it's a shootout. I mean, how can you not go over against this Packers defense? I, I gotta go over. Yeah, because Tony Pollard's going to have 50 plus carries, Aaron. That's how he doesn't get there. Uh, I'm going to go over because he might get this in the first half. If this could be a blowout, there's a path for that. Then it will be Dak throwing, throwing and throwing some more. All right. Next one. Name a touchdown scorer. Any touchdown scorer. Odds do not matter. Just a player to score a touchdown. Josh Allen. We already know what Ed's doing. Travis Kelsey. There you go. Uh, Tyreek Hill. He'll, he'll get his touchdown oh. in his first game back at Arrowhead. Nobody took Lamb. I'm shocked. I, Lamb's I, a good I thought play, CD, too. Yeah. Most yeah. of Because Jake Ferguson's well. going to get all the TDs. That's why. All? Well, it's not all of them, but enough of them. Kate Otten. <laughs> Kate, I actually think so Kate, he was one of we're, the most popular gonna, props at BetMGM. We are going to spend. <laughs> oh, really? I love that guy. We might yeah. spend two segments on Kate Otten on Monday, and I'm not joking. The There's amount a lot of, of run Kate Otten has reason. gotten on this show. We're He's always very, a little too soon. <laughs> I were could not identify for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. He looks. He, if Kate Otten yeah, were hanging out in Malibu, I wouldn't know it was him. Uh, all right, moving on. Interesting one here. Two road favorites, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. How many road teams win this weekend? How often are you in Malibu? Oh, man. Looking for Kate Otten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looking for Kate? I'm not looking for Kate Otten. Like, I, I don't go to Kate the, the random surfboard guy and be like, hey, was Kate Otten hanging out here, you know, catching waves? I don't do that. Excuse me, sir. Have you seen Kate Otten? I'm looking for him. <laughs> Uh, right. What was the question? Road teams? Road, I mean, road teams. How many road teams win? Oh, let's go. Three and three. Three road teams win. I'll say two. I will go two. Uh, Eagles have a chance. Rams, I've, I made that case. Uh, but even if I'm wrong about the Eagles, someone else will. So I'll go two. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on three, three as well. I, like I'll I'll build it into two favorites and think we get you know, like a Rams or a Dolphins are live. I'm you know as well. Will right, any yeah. game be decided in the final minute? Overtime counts as yes. It's just a yes no. Any game. Yes, it's a yes no. Uh, that's a yes. 
Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. No. Yes, it's the NFL. Anything could happen. That's why they make the league the way they do. That's why the that's what the script says. Hmm. Will there be a defensive touchdown in any game? Yes, no. <sighs> Not special oh. teams, just defense. Just defense. Pick six, scoop and score. Scoop and score. Um, I'll go no. I'll go yes. I'll go no. You look at, like, touchdown props for defensive scores. Like, they're always really, really long. That should tell you that the probability is bad. And yeah, I know there's six games for it, but I can't do that. No. Yeah. All right. Longest field goal over under 15 and a half. What do we got? Three dome games? I will go over. Yeah. How about you guys? Over? With the dome games? Yeah. Yeah. But with those dome games, I think those are going to be touchdown games. So I'll go under. Hmm. Mm. I'll go over. Interesting. I will go over because I can see the Dallas Cowboys in particular uh, attempting, yeah. say, like a 60-yarder or something like that, getting that, and then we get to that over. Uh, when say, like, And a halftime. No yeah, yeah, one of those. Like, I could see that happening. Tommy Fairbairn's going to ruin your Saturday in the first half, Joe. All right, tiebreaker. <laughs> Do some math. Total number of points scored in all of Wild Card Weekend combined. Oh, we come up with a number? Well, I'll come up with a number. So the number. Just do the math at the top of your head. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Well, it's been in the rundown for 12 hours. But the. I did did not see it. For, like, all the points. (laughs) I didn't either. Was 272. There's a rundown? 272. Let's just do that. 272 over or under? Over. Under. 
Uh, slightly under. I have this at about 269. 269. Nice. Oh, it's on the next page. That's why I didn't see it. I, I know. I missed page. it, too. Come on. Come on, Paul. Yeah. That page break. I didn't know there was a rundown. <laughs> wow. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for the weekend. That's coming up on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And we will get to our lightning bets for the weekend in just a bit. But first, we posted a Twitter poll a little bit earlier. We asked uh, you fine folks, what is your favorite bet in Dolphins Chiefs? You could have taken KC minus four and a half. Dolphins plus four and a half or the Dolphins uh, on the money line. And as I pick which one I like, I'm seeing Chiefs minus four and a half. Uh, the winner here on the Twitter poll at 61%, followed by Dolphins plus four and a half at uh, close to 25%. And then Dolphins on the money line plus 185 is the payout there at just 14%. So thanks to all of you who follow us uh, on X at BetQL Daily and participating in our poll. You can also still vote. Uh, poll is still up for a couple of hours left if uh, you want to try and swing it in a completely different direction, uh, though KC is very much running away with this thing. And that would make a lot of sense because playoff pay playoff pat mahomes and all that good stuff being at home certainly understand all of that so that makes a good bit of sense uh question for the group here as i'm looking at uh, a couple of possible uh lightning bets for me i am mm-hmm. curious when it comes to say what the eagles are going to do in this ball game against the buccaneers because from next gen stats the bucks struggled to defend design runs especially out of spread formations and what do the eagles love to do they love to run out of spread formations and so which running back from philadelphia do we feel will have a phenomenal game joe i'll start with you boston scott are they playing the giants austin no i don't Uh. (laughs) i i guess swift i guess i gotta go with swift but you never know when Gainwell's going to pop. So I not something yeah. that I would bet. I'm not interested in any props in that one. I'm not really interested either, but why not Gainwell? Let's go there. Why not Gainwell? Paul, what do you think about this angle? I am uh, the original Gainwell guy, so I would go Kenny Gainwell. Although I will say, look, they rested Swift last week, right? They turned into a Gainwell game. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Eagles, yeah. I rested him for this game. So, honestly, it's probably mm. Swift. Swift, yeah. yeah. I think I'm there. Yeah, I, I think I'm at that point where, like, don't overthink this. This is just a Swift game. Uh, yeah, with that feel, like, don't you want to protect him? Like, hand the ball off 50 times, man. I don't know. Probably. Right. Yeah, he's already banged yeah. up, too. Ooh, that would be rough. Know, but Save that's a pretty him good... for those tush pushes. That's a pretty good Bucks I, rush defense. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Isn't that the most dangerous spot you're going to put him in, though? Doesn't, like, this maybe mm-hmm. negate the tush-push a little bit? Yeah, might. Certainly could. It, Unless it's necessary. Like, just, why do it? 
or just do it with do the tush push with Gainwell. Well, he's well, he's a little bit smaller. Do the tush push with I don't know, right. someone like Goddard. I don't know. I just think like we've seen other quarterbacks get dinged up trying to do this. Hertz is already there. I would say if you don't need to do it, don't do it. But I don't know how many fourth yeah. downs have mm-hmm. we seen them convert with that. And if you're already struggling anyway, I don't know. I guess keep doing it. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's fair enough. I, it, I, I don't know this to be for certain. I haven't actually looked this up. But I want to say one of my friends said the Buccaneers have been the only defense so far to stop the tush push. Or at least, you know, they, they were the only ones to, to prevent them from converting in such a situation. I, I, I do need to double check that, but I do believe there was one play in particular where the Bucks did stuff them. I don't know what they did any differently, but maybe that's something to kind of think about. Like you miss it one time, small sample size of one, like that'll be enough. So that'll be intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as my lightning bets go, uh, let's start with Pittsburgh and Buffalo. The RPO game is really, really important for the Steelers, really for both teams, but I'm focusing on Pittsburgh here. Jalen Warren's receiving prop. It's at 18 and a half. And I really like the over here. If this is all about Mason Rudolph not screwing it up, then throwing to his running backs might be the safest route, especially with RPO design things. So I like him to go over that. And I think he will have a significant impact through the air. Next up, Khalil Shakur, unheralded receiver for the Bills. Quick out guy, short passes. I think any bets on him should be about receptions, not yards. It's only two and a half. I'm expecting him to go way over here at minus 125, so I'm comfortable there. Next up, I mentioned that I like this on the money line, so why not make it my alternate spread of the week? Rams minus one. I get they're a public dog that should make all of us nervous. Thank you for the siren. It never goes out of style. I do think the Rams can win this and possibly win it uh, by at least a field goal, something comfortable. So that's my alternate spread of the week. And then uh, DeAndre Swift, as far as uh, the rushing attack, I like him over his uh, rushing yards. CeeDee Lamb, alt receiving yards over 125. That's the number that I landed on. Might even go a little higher between now and Sunday. So if I do, I will make sure to mention this on the Twitter. But definitely, he should be due for a monster game against this Packers defense that cannot contain slot receivers. And the fact that Dak Prescott will continue to pass even with a comfortable lead. And then finally, Tech. Texans plus two. My model has this as Texans plus one. I can see Joe Flacco making mistakes and giving CJ Stroud short fields. That will matter a great deal in this one, Joe. All right. Couple dogs, couple overs, and a prop in the five games that are going to be played before we're back here on Monday morning. So as far as let's go sides first. Yeah, I'm doing it. I know it's it's with everybody else. Everybody's on it, but I'm giving the Rams. Uh, plus three going to Detroit. We've uh, gone over the reasons all week. And I don't think this is going to be the number we close at, but this is what we have to work with uh, late on a Friday morning. I do like the Dolphins to go to KC and cover the number at four and a half. I'm guessing that it might bounce up to five. I don't know about five and a half, but yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins. There's an overreaction to the weather. Like it's all positive for KC. It, the important thing for me is Mostert is it looks like he's going to be out there. That's what it looks like. So I think that's going to be massive for this game. So give me Miami. People overreacting to the Dolphins and how they've done against top teams. Doesn't mean they have to win. 
They just have to cover the point spread and keep it close, which I think they can do with that offense. All right, uh, the overs that I do like, Green Bay-Dallas. That's going to go over. See that one as a shootout going back and forth. So impressed with what Green Bay has done offensively second half of the year, and they have a terrible defense. Uh, Cleveland-Houston, a lot of pass to and over in that one. It could be Cleveland playing in front and Stroud trying to catch up, or it could be the opposite to Opposite way. Um, either way, Flacco's going to push the ball down the field. So indoors, that's going to be a higher scoring game, over 44 and a half. And the prop is on Pittsburgh Buffalo because I'm having a tough time with the side and the total. But with the weather, I'm expecting the Bills to stick with the run game, keep Allen healthy. Let's go, James Cook, over 15 and a half rush attempts. All right, I'm going to tail you on that. Uh, James Cook has gone over that five out of his last seven games, so I love that one. Um, Rasheed Rice, over five and a half receptions. He's gone over that in five of his last six games. So love that for him. Uh, He seems to be Pat Mahomes' favorite target uh, over the last couple of months. And then Amon Ra, over 85 and a half against this bad Rams pass defense. CJ Stroud over one and a half passing touchdowns is plus 130. So had to squeeze in a plus money banger for you. <laughs> and Jordan Love also over one and a half passing touchdowns. Looked at Dak, but it was not really bettable. It's like minus 205 or something crazy like that. So that's it. I will mention, just because of the rookie QB mm-hmm. thing, C.J. Stroud, love him. Still a second-highest ha- bad ball rate all season. So it would not shock me mm-hmm. to see an interception. Uh, and you can get a good, oh. pretty good price on that. Uh, Jared Goff, by the way, plus 130 for an interception as well. Uh, all right, I've got a bet for each game. That's got to mean, you know, good things. Are Siren. Coming, I guess. It's the alternate spread Siren. of the week. Let's go. Alternate, <laughs> alternate spread. Dolphins. Yeah, what are you doing? No. Uh uh, Dolphins? There we go. Minus four All and right, a half. So, minus four and a half. Just flip it. Uh, Njoku, yeah, right. one bet for, each game, bet for each game in order. Njoku, over five and a half receptions at even money. Uh, he's definitely been a go-to guy for Flacco. So, more so than yards, I think. Uh, lean on him for volume. Uh, Dolphins, plus four and a half. I am... I already bet it. I bet it. I've gone against. I've been on the wrong side of the market the entire time. Bet it at three, three and a half. So I will. I'm gonna at this point gonna see where it goes. See if I get the best number, like a five, possibly. But for these purposes, sure, count it. Plus four and a half. Uh, I would bet it if that was the number it was closing at. Josh mm-hmm. Allen. This number's coming crashing down on his rushing yards. I just don't think this is the game where he has to go all out on the ground with his legs. Uh, so you can still get an under 38 and a half. There are 35 and a halfs out there. So under 38 and a half rushing yards. Aaron Jones talked about this one. You can run on the Cowboys a little bit. Uh, and if he Jones gets into the secondary over 14 and a half for the longest rush, I think is a way to bet him there. Rams plus three on it with the rest of the world. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, <laughs> we'll play the Josh Reynolds Prop on the other side, just a crazy low number with Khalif Raymond out, Sam Laporta out, most likely. Uh, you would think the Rams rotate to St. Brown and try and take them away as much as they can. I don't know that they can, but over 28 and a half, I'll be playing some alts there as well. And for the Monday night game, 
I know he's not the most explosive back in the world, but he's been pl- he'll plot along against this bad Eagles rush defense, and he will get to I think seventy yards. So Rashad White over sixty three and a half, I think, is a very attainable number. We should, by the way, give our mad props to one Jake Hassan, who braved the elements in Chicago to make it to work. So well done there, Jake. I know that is not, I, I mean, in all seriousness, like that is rough. So congrats for coming More people over. should be saying this. More people should be saying, how much, giving me props. How actually. much? How much I said, let's be nice to Jake today. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I heard, and I heard that there was some talk of some sort oh. of knock against him. Yeah, let, yeah young, I was just saying, it. I heard that there was some talk about, oh, let's see if Jake made it today. I ain't going nowhere. Oh, I didn't say oh. that. I, Who whoa, said that? That, that it was not me. There were, there were no rumors. What? Mm. Na- name names. Who said it's that? It's Double D, obviously. Also, uh, yeah, real quick. Uh, wind totals are posted. I don't know. Also, real quick. Yeah. Wind totals are yeah, posted. Yeah, yeah. Over 83 and a half for the Dimebacks. Over 71 and a half for the Royals. Okay, interesting. Thanks for watching and listening to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. For those listening, Jim Rome is next. For those watching on Twitch, stay tuned for the Daily Tip. Have a great weekend, everybody.